Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, there is some tough news to get through today, and uh, probably some even tougher news for Buffs fans that'll be coming tomorrow. Uh, and that's that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, maybe we'll talk about some of the like the brighter sides. Um, you know, John Rothstein's pushing this college basketball bubble idea. Um, which is interesting and a little bit of fun because we'll be talking about sports that are likely to happen, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, we're going to run through the Big Ten's decision to cancel its football season uh, this morning um, on this podcast and then talk about what to expect from the Pac-12 meeting tomorrow. Uh, but first, I want to tell you more about our good friends over at Manscaped. It's time for us to be unveiling our summer bods because the beaches are opening, the sun is shining, and the bushes must be tamed. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. You can also adjust the settings to get get a length that you like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Be sure to use their crop cleanser to keep your hair and skin feeling healthy and fresh. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer because we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. So go to manscaped.com and use the code DNVR20 to save 20% off your order with free shipping. Again, that's manscaped.com and code DNVR20 to save 20% and get yourself free shipping. Your balls will thank you. All right. Um, so we, uh, we've kind of seen this coming for a couple of days now, um, that starting today and kind of running through this week, we'll get, um, a pretty clear look at what's going on with college football this season. Um, it started with the big 10 this morning. Um, the presidents had a call. They voted to cancel the season. It was a 10 to two vote. I believe Nebraska and Iowa were the two schools that voted to go through with the season and not to cancel it. Um, everyone else, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, all those schools uh, voted to end the season. Uh, that that 10 to two margin is pretty wide. And um, 
you know, if, if you're trying to just be a fan of getting college back, their college football back this season, if you're only thinking what is best for playing college football this season and you aren't really thinking as much about, you know, the coronavirus, the effects, all that kind of stuff, then this is probably a really bad sign for all of the uh, college football teams in the country, really. Um, you know, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, they're all a lot less likely to cancel the season, but it would still be a pretty big shock to me if any of them play college football this fall, um, especially after hearing that this vote was 10 to 2. So uh, tomorrow, it's the Pac-12's turn. Um, the Pac-12 presidents will meet with Larry Scott and um, – basically decide what they're going to do. I mean, there's a chance that they could say, no, we're going to uh, keep things going the way they are for now and then reconvene in a week, reconvene in two weeks. You know, having that later start date, that September 26th start date, compared to some of the earlier start dates that we've seen from the rest of the Power Five conferences, that does give them some more wiggle room. That does give them a chance to say, hey, we can come back to this in a couple weeks. But, uh, you, you know, that's not what I'm expecting. What I'm expecting to hear is that uh, the season doesn't make sense, um, that it's time to just call it and give everybody the information they need to have going into the semester. If you're a college football player, do you want to stay on campus? Do you want to go somewhere to train? Do you want to go back home and work out there? Um, do you do online classes because so many classes are online anyway? Um, you know, even though football doesn't start until September 26th, School does start in the next few weeks, and giving everybody some warning as to what to expect isn't uh, the worst idea. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on there. Um, sources told the Detroit Free Press that the Big Ten commissioner is hoping to get the season in this spring. That would be the preference, um, but there isn't any sort of decision there. And uh, we don't really know what to expect um, as we go forward, but that'll be probably a conversation that will spring back up in October, I'd guess, and talk about through November, figure out what the plan is. Is it something where, you know, the, the season starts February 15th or February 10th, and so you start your camp in January when the schools reopen? Do they want to try to get a longer season in, start in January, and then potentially have, uh, I guess, whatever you'd call that version of fall camp, you know, winter camp in December, where you get your month of ramp up, month of practices um, before that semester even starts. Um, or again, like I said, that's that's what they said they prefer to do, but it all depends on what the world looks like at that point. Um, you know, here's, here's one more thing that I'll add. Um, a, a lot of people saying what has changed between now and um, a couple of weeks ago when they, they made the 10 game plan or the 10 plus one, you know, the PAC 12 made their uh, season schedule to be based around a 10 games conference schedule. And that's it. Um, that has kind of been thrown around out there. Like what is the difference between now and then the, the difference is that those were all plans made, hoping things got better. Um, we weren't in a situation where, we were at a point where college football was viable, where you could justify bringing people together like that. And, and this is according to the way the athletic directors and all of them kind of saw things. 
um, what they wanted was to see significant improvement so that they could say, hey, things are getting better. By September 26th, we still will be able to expect to see things getting better. Um, we think that we can justify doing all of these things. And there hasn't been much progress made since those decisions a few weeks ago, um, which is too bad. Uh, it really is too bad for all sorts of different reasons, including plenty that don't have anything to do with college football. So I think in terms of Big Ten stuff, that basically wraps it up. Um, they won't be having a season. Um, they did kind of leave the door open. And again, this is just according to sources in the D Detroit Free Press. The The line in the story says, um, sources told the Free Press on Saturday that Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren prefers a spring football season, although no decision has been made. So there's that one little glimmer of hope right there. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, let's take a quick break to talk about Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery is one. I'm still really struggling to say my R's. It's been a couple days of this. I'm not really sure what's going on. Breckenridge Brewery. There we go. Um, but if you want to try some Breckenridge beers, first of all, you'll be very happy you made that decision. But also you can go to uh, the DNVR bar, which is where I'm going to have plenty of those tonight. Um, I think the Nuggets play the Lakers at 7. The Rockies play... I don't even know who they play. It's baseball. I don't really care. The Rockies play somebody at 640. And so both those games are going on. Um, so I'm going to be hanging out there and drinking some beers and watching some sports and watching Colorado teams win. That's always a nice feeling. Uh, if you guys want to join, there's a watch party tonight, so you do have to RSVP. Uh, last I heard last night, there were still 20 spots left, though, and I haven't heard anything change since then. So I'd guess that you can still get yourself into that watch party if you want to come hang out. Um, also, there's going to be plenty going on with the Avs starting the playoffs. Um, you know, that that last game, that game against Vegas, they lost, I think, 4-3 in overtime. That was just kind of brutal, to be honest, but it was so much fun. And again, like, it's all socially distanced. We follow all of the state regulations, all the local regulations. Basically, we're allowed to have 50 people. They need to be spaced in one specific way, and We've been able to do that and still have a whole lot of fun where there's no high fives and no breathing on each other, but you still do have, you know, six feet away from you or more in every direction, a whole bunch of other people who are screaming for the avalanche and everybody's in jerseys. And it's, it's been so much fun. The goal shots alone are worth it because whenever they have score a goal, we've been passing out shots or they've been passing out shots to us. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, the Avs start their playoff run, and right now, DraftKings, wow, this went off the rails. Um, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, the Avs are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, I think they're mostly afternoon games for this first series. I think they play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Yeah, that's right. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. And those are all going to be a lot of fun, beating the Arizona Coyotes, Coyotes. I always struggle with this word. I haven't picked one. Coyotes. I'm going to go Coyotes. But, um, yeah, DMVR Bar, a great place to drink uh, whatever Breckenridge beer you want to try, including the Strawberry Sky, which is obviously my go-to, and a beer that I drink a lot of at the DMVR Bar. Um can also use the beer locator on Breckenridge Brewery's website to check out all of the different places you can try all of their different beers. 
Um, or go to Davidson's or liquor stores anywhere, King Supers, wherever, you'll be able to find them. If you are trying to continue your education or you just never went to college in the first place, MSU Denver Online is a great way to go back to school. They build their entire programs around uh, a working lifestyle. You know, for those of us who do have jobs but might be interested in taking a class on the side or taking a few classes on the side, it is important that your schoolwork doesn't interfere with your work work or the other way around. And that's what MSU Denver Online has gotten right. They've been focused on growing their ability to offer um, the, their online programs, their online courses for years now. And now it's finally kind of paying off, if we're being honest, you know, because so many people see them as a, an established option to take online classes, to keep things going while you don't necessarily want to be spending time at school um, because this is so much easier and especially because people have more free time now because they can't go out and do things. Um, basically, you have restaurants and bars open and even then it's not quite the same experience that it used to be because you are socially distanced. Um, I don't know. I know for me personally at least, I would love to just be in a crowded restaurant. Like like not right now obviously, Like, but when the world is normal and that's an option, I will just appreciate being around people so much more and being allowed to like, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. Like it's not the end of the world. If you bump into somebody like, like right now you go outside and it's like, I have to move my car every two hours because I have the two hour parking outside my building. So when I'm working from home, which is most of the time, um, during quarantine, I like walk out and then you'll see like somebody on the sidewalk and they'll just be like walking outside like, and you're like, ah, maybe I should just like step over into the grass because the, you know, I just hate it. I just, I just hate it. But, uh, yeah, MSU Denver online perfectly suited to help with your, uh, education during a time when it is probably best just to stay inside. Uh, so if you want more information on the over 40 courses or over 700 programs that are online only, oh, I got that backwards, 40 programs, 700 courses at, uh, MSU Denver online, you can go to msudenver.com slash online for all of the information. Okay. Um, I want to dig in just a little bit deeper on some Colorado specific stuff, like what to expect at CU. Assuming this does go the way it looks like it's going with the decision coming out tomorrow, you know, I guess it's Monday morning now. I wouldn't be surprised if sometime this afternoon or this evening, um, one of the national college football guys, Bruce Feldman, one of them says the, or like breaking, um, source says the expectation is for the PAC 12 to vote to cancel the 2020 season during their meeting tomorrow. Like that could come out, but the decision will come tomorrow. Um, and when that happens, We'll be here to talk about it, um, but you know what? Might as well get some of that out of the way now. Um, let's just start with this. So I've heard some people trying to find a way around this being the end of the season. You know, maybe Colorado joins the Big 12. There have been rumors of that kind of stuff. Speaking of Bruce Feldman, though, he just tweeted two minutes ago. He said, uh, regarding reports of Iowa, Michigan, Nebraska, and Ohio State exploring potential move to the Big 12, Source at one of those schools just told me that would be news to us. So, yeah, I mean, that is kind of my take. I would be very surprised if any school is able to pull that off. Um, Colorado would be in an even tougher position 
than some of those guys. I mean, for the Big 12, you bring in Ohio State, you're bringing a bunch of eyes onto your product. You bring in Colorado, yeah, you, you bring a bunch of eyes. There are a bunch of people in Boulder, you know, there there is a strong base of alumni, but it isn't nearly the same draw that Ohio State has. And so if the Big 12 did say, hey, we're opening our doors, if you guys want to come play with us, let's talk. Colorado would be a ways down that list, I think, especially compared to those names. You know, I think that Nebraska or Colorado debate, that could be a, a, a real discussion. But for an Ohio State, for a Michigan, I, they're going to get priority. And I really don't think it's going to happen anyway. Um, it just doesn't make sense for a bunch of different reasons. You know, the first of them being the Big 12 is trying to hold on as it is now. You know, they're, they're trying to find a way to have this football season. And by bringing in four more teams, all of which could have more positive cases, could have to shut down, could infect other teams during games. You know, the smaller the bubble, the better. And even though this isn't a real bubble, they're trying to make this half bubble thing work. Um, and it's possible it does, you know, and I'm holding out hope that it does. And maybe we'll have to bandwagon off of some of some other team. I don't know. That's a discussion for later on. But I would be really surprised if if any team joins the Big 12 or any of these other conferences to play. Um, and I'd be even more surprised if it is Colorado. Um, in terms of what this means for the Pac-12, you know, they have secured this loan that's essentially a billion-dollar loan split 12 ways um, because there are the 12 teams, obviously. Um, and so it come out to this. Uh, Colorado would get a loan for $83 million. There would be a 3.75% interest rate and a 10-year term. So you're paying that back over 10 years, obviously. Um, it's a way to spread that cost out across the next 10 years, obviously, and not just taking the straight up hit right now when, I mean, schools can't afford to lose this kind of money. You know, there is a very real chance that for Colorado, this doesn't even cover the loss of the football season, the $83 million, you know, as we've heard other schools talk about this the numbers have been really big um let's see this is a an espn story from may 21st so this is kind of an outdated story but um you know they, they talked to the director of the sports business program at washington university in st louis and uh talked through what financially everything could look like and Here's here's the here's what the story says. Reach estimates that the 65 Power 5 schools would collectively lose more than $4 billion in football revenues with at least $1.2 billion of that due to lost ticket revenue. Each Power 5 school would see at least an average loss of $62 million in football revenue including at least $18.6 million in football ticket sales, he said. Um, and he used publicly available data from the 2017 season um and looks like some stuff from more recently and yeah they got into a bunch of the math there but if they said the average loss is at least 62 million dollars so it could be bigger than that that the average school is losing 62 million i'm honestly not sure where colorado would fall you know because the pac-12 has the smallest tv deal they they make the least money 
you wouldn't expect them to be over the average. You would probably expect them to be more in that like high 40s, low 50s range. But, I mean, again, you think practically what that looks like, and it's really ugly. Um, I, I don't know where exactly that money will come from. Obviously, the loan will help, but you do need to repay that, and there will be cuts somewhere because that's just the way these things work. I mean, let's just say it's $50 million. If you're paying everybody hundred grand, that's 500 jobs. That's a lot. Just to kind of put that in perspective, um, Rick George has a really tough job because, you know what, there, there will be staff cuts and that's going to suck. There will be cuts in other areas, and um, you know the the loan will help. But it is a very dark time for college football. Um, let, let's let's move on to like in terms of just on the field what this means. I, I would guess that you'll see like everybody keeps their eligibility. They get one more year to play. I don't think you'd see Colorado have anybody leave for the draft um, just because, you know, Nate Landman would be the one guy that you aren't sure about just because he has the, the hype around him. Um, would he say, yeah, I didn't get to play this year. I could come back and play, but I like where I'm supposed to be drafted. So I'm just going to go to the NFL now. I mean, that is very possible, but we just need to see how it shakes out. And we'll talk more about that in a second, but in terms of everybody else, probably including Nate, you're going to see them back, I would expect, in 2021. I, I think that basically everybody just loses a year, which sucks. You know, if you're a guy who's going to the NFL, maybe this is like you you don't play as long. Or it could be that because you uh, took this year off, your body's in as good a shape, there isn't the wear and tear, you don't really lose a year of your playing career. Maybe you played a 35 instead of 34 if all goes well. Who knows what this will mean down the road. But I do really think that basically everything we've been saying about this 2020 Buffaloes team is going to be about the same going into 2021. Um, you're going to have Katie Nixon back for his last year. You're, you're going to have Brendan Lewis as a true freshman competing with Sam Neuer and Tyler, Tyler Lytle. This probably gives Brendan a leg up because I'm sure – there will be some way for him to keep improving um, in terms of building chemistry, in terms of getting coached somehow. You know, it, it won't be all contact is cut off between coaches and players, I don't think. But, I mean, this could be a scenario where they are allowed to have, you know, a couple of fall camps. You know, you do like a two- or three-week camp in August, a two- or three-week camp in October Maybe you do have December free to get into gear in case there is a spring season. You know, this is so open-ended, and I think that Rick George and all the other athletic directors have really been talking about the different ways that they can approach this, or at least you'd have to hope they are. Um, and one of the most interesting points to me will be how they do handle um, people in Brendan Lewis's position. How much work does he get? Um, do they try to even ban him from working out with his receivers off campus because they really are committed to not doing anything that could get these guys sick? I don't know. That would really surprise me. I think at the very least you're going to see him throwing a lot with his receivers. Maybe there is some coaching somehow. I'm not sure. We're just going to have to wait and see. 
another thing I want to jump into is uh, the kind of timing of this all because it is kind of weird. And this is something I've been talking to Ben about too. Um, and he'll be on the podcast maybe tomorrow. I have kind of a busy day tomorrow, but we'll see what happens. Busy, including the fact that the Pac-12 is likely going to end the season. I, I just hate this so much. Um, But I do think that it's important to remember that there are kind of two different groups here. So there's there's the athletic directors and there's the presidents of the schools. So they both represent the school, but in different conversations. Essentially, the way this works is, let's use like the, the courtroom analogy. You know, the athletic directors are kind of like the prosecutors. They're the ones who are out there just doing everything they can to prove that you know, this guy is guilty, you know, in the courtroom. And then here they're trying to prove like, here, we can make this happen. And so they've spent all this time saying, let's go through and figure out what the best way to do this is based on the circumstances. And so they start out with like 10 plans or whatever, and narrow it down, narrow it down, narrow it down until we get to the point where they say, hey, 10 game conference schedule. That gives us, given the information we have right now, the best chance to get this season in. And so they go through and they act as if it's all going to happen because that's their job. Meanwhile, the presidents are more like the judge. They're the ones who say like, yeah, this is going to work or this isn't going to work. They have that sort of say. And they basically meet and they talk and they say, okay, we can keep it going. We can keep it going. And they picked tomorrow as the day that they were going to have this call to say, okay, what is the plan here? Do we want to keep in this holding pattern and say hey maybe we can make this happen um there's time it can get better and we think that there's a real chance it will get better and so we should let them keep working out together and doing what they can to make something happen or is now just the time to call it and and obviously i think that they're saying now is the time to call it um but i do think just because it has been kind of weird with the timing you know the sending out the thing to season take holders last week saying here are your options do you want to opt in for the season, opt out, donate, whatever. You have all this stuff. It is kind of weird that that happens just like less than a week before they decide the season's canceled. But again, the athletics director's jobs is to find a way to make this happen. And the president's job is to come in with kind of a neutral mind and say, this makes sense or this doesn't make sense. Because you know, the athletic directors, their job is to push for sports. You know, their job is to push for sports. And the president's job is to do what they think is best for the school. And it's their it's their call, not the athletics directors, whether there will be a season or not. And um, I do think that that's an important note to remember through here, too. Um, you know, I don't... Rick George is not happy about this. I can guarantee you that. Um, you know, there's... In college football, you know, it is typically a good idea to follow the money because that is how a lot of things work here. And that's why it does kind of have that. I don't want to say it's like a shady industry, but you know, it does have some of those like vibes. Like people know that behind the scenes, kids are getting money and where they're getting money from and which schools and how widespread, you know, all that stuff is up for debate, but we do know it happens. And all throughout college football, there is kind of this thing where it's like, are they just selling out to get the loan? I know Rick George wants to play football. I don't think that Colorado is better off in any way. Um, if this happens, you know, it's, uh, it's just tough. It's just tough. Okay. Uh, 
as we uh, speak, John Wilner, who covers the Pac-12 conference, you know, just like ad- administratively, you know, the behind the scenes of all the decision makers. Uh, John Wilner kind of covers that stuff as well as anybody because um, that's his job. He isn't like a Colorado reporter. He's a Pac-12 reporter and not like analyzing Pac-12 football from everywhere, but like b- analyzing the Pac-12 itself. I uh, The point is he just tweeted, source, Pac-12 presidents have not made final decision to cancel and they won't until tomorrow at the earliest. So we did get some sort of update, which is nice. Um, you know, I was talking earlier, maybe we do hear something come out tonight that they have made up their mind and it's going to be an easy vote. Nope, sounds like there is some discussion at least they'll be had. Um, this is just a weird situation because, again, more than anything, no, not more than anything, more than almost anything, I want there to be a college football season. On top of that, there is like this responsibility like, what are the actual impacts of this season and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm honestly, again, just glad that I have my job and the Pac-12 presidents have theirs and Rick George has his and Carl Durrell and his staff have theirs. You know, I was thinking about jumping in the college basketball bubble thing, but at this point I feel like, you know, maybe we'll just call this one a show and uh, jump back on tomorrow to talk some more um, and Ben will be on. Ben Gertig, the DMVR Buffs intern who does a great job on these podcasts and with the things he writes, uh, he will be on tomorrow. And the plan is to just start the podcast as soon as we hear what the presidents do. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be, um, you know, it'll be fun. Well, it'll be really fun. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you all tomorrow. They like my Colorado sway Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go You know I'm acting bad Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado sway My Colorado sway Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado sway My Colorado sway Survive.
don't revive em. Get them thugs, get them bugs, mess them up, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we have them. like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in that flag, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in that cold, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get them bugs with my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag.